Welcome to The Whole View. I'm Stacey Toth of realeverything.com. I'm all about loving the skin you're in and being healthy inside and out. And I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne of thepaleomom.com. I believe that scientific literacy is the key to improving public health. Welcome to episode 431 of The Whole View. We are in the upside down today. <laughs> um, I'm going to be leading the show on troubleshooting dry winter skin conditions, issues, however you want to refer to them. <laughs> um, I mean, I love these shows because I always get to learn so much. And as our listeners will find out when they get down to the bloopers, I've already learned something today. So um, I, I, I'm excited. It is my birthday gift to you that <laughs> you need not worry much about the show. Although, as always, Sarah has already investigated and is prepared to talk about the science of our skin layers. And you'll find out a little more about that as we get into the show. Um, though, before we jump in fully, I do, I do want to say last week's collagen show was a doozy. We recognize it was very long and it was very heavy on information and science. Um, we appreciate you hanging in. And we also know that um, as a result of your wonderfulness, Paleo Valley quickly ran out of bone broth protein. <laughs> um, so thank you. And I hope yeah. that you are able to get it when it comes back in stock. Um, they are now... They changed the page to now take pre-orders so that when it does come back in stock, you'll be able to get it. So if you went before... And, and they're working on restocking. It should be restocked. Very quickly, um, hopefully. Quite soon, especially by the time this episode actually is... Airs it by the time already. you're listening to this, it's you won't have to wait much longer. Cool. Um, so as a reminder, you can go to paleovalley.com slash whole view. You can get 15% off with coupon code the whole view 15. Um, and as a reminder... In case you missed it in the two hours of science, collagen <laughs> is essential for skin. It is the literal compound <laughs> of our exterior. And so um, from the bone broth protein, the collagen, the gelatin, all that kind of good stuff, um, it will help those skin conditions as well. It's one of the things that um, I see a big difference in my skin and um the healing factor and reduced inflammation when I am actively consuming um, healing proteins like that. So that said, winter is here. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> winter's not coming anymore. Game of Thrones is over. Winter is here. Um, and because of time change, because of lack of sun, um, colder weather coming in, we've all been we've all been through a lot the last few weeks, and our skin. We'll show it. Um, it all leads to many people, uh, climate depending, if you're in a tropical environment or if you're on the other side of the equator, not so much, um, needing to change their skincare routine accordingly. So our skincare routine does not stay the same always. Our skin needs different things in the summer months than it needs in the winter months. And oftentimes in the winter, we see dry skin conditions. So some of those would include eczema, milia, which are like little hard dots that you might find on your skin, both face and body. Um, dermatitis. So like that's just basically a def definition thing, skin sensitivity showing itself on your skin. Psoriasis, catera, oh, no, this one, keratosis pilaris, <laughs> KP. We're just going to call it KP. Um, 
rosacea, which runs in my family. And Mine even too, actually, really, yeah, I think it's a lot more prevalent than people talk about. Um, and even something like lupus, which is an autoimmune condition, but has um, rashes that flare, right? So almost all of these um, we see come out more in the winter. And we've talked a lot about how they are served by an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, um, potentially going to the autoimmune protocol, and definitely um, benefiting from Nutrivore nutrient density approach, really like feeding your gut, feeding your body um, from the inside. Uh, We talked about that in episode 212 and 344. Um, But this show in particular, I want to talk about what you can do topically, um, assuming you're doing all of those things as much as you can, um, lifestyle-wise, still kind of getting out and protecting your skin as much as you can before you go, but then still getting out when the sun is out. Like I'm looking outside my window right now and there's reduced light this time of year, but like the sun is bright right now, you know, and Sarah and I go for morning walks. Um, and I do think that that is incredibly good for your health for a multitude of reasons, but it will be good for your skin. Just don't go out without like any moisturizer on or something like that, because then you're not protected from environmental factors and it's going to dry your skin out even more. So we're going to talk about what that routine looks like specifically for people who have dry skin issues. Okay. Before we jump in, I have a lot of products that I'm going to mention. All of them are going to be linked in the show notes. And if you're listening to this when it comes out, um, almost all brands are having Black Friday sales. So it's it's a good time to treat yourself. Um, I know Beauty Counter is having their 15% off site-wide sale all through the month of November, but then they usually have sales in December as well. Um, And if you want help finding anything, as always, I do skincare consults for free um, at Stacy at realeverything.com. Sarah, right now, her brain is exploding that I'm putting it out there again. But um, you can always email me. I'm happy to help. And then for Primally Pure, no matter when you listen, you can use Real Everything 10 for 10% off with them. Um, But you probably get a better deal with... um, you know, November Black Friday deals, um, if you want to wait for Black Friday with them. Um, But there's other things that you can do in addition to products, right? One of the first things that I tell people with dry skin, Sarah, I'm wondering if you do this, um, no hot water, especially for like rosacea, it, it really will inflame your rosacea. Do you use lukewarm water when you wash your face? Um... I don't use hot, hot water. I don't know if it's cool enough to qualify as lukewarm, but it's been so long since I've actually, so like rosacea runs in my family, but I've never had issues with it. It's been so long since I've had really overt skin problems on my face. Um, like every once in a while, my stress is really bad. Uh, eczema is one of the skin conditions that actually brought me to diet and lifestyle changes in the first place, along with scalp psoriasis and like complainus, which is a autoimmune skin condition. And so those I'm like, if that's flaring, then I'm much more conscientious about how I'm moisturizing and treating that skin, but it tends to flare, not necessarily with the weather so much as 
um, with stress uh, and sugar intake, um, which then can kind of correlate with this time of year, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not a big hot, hot water person, but I also like, are we saying that we have to, it's like, is lukewarm okay? Is like warm, warm yeah. okay? I think lukewarm is okay. Although if someone is like really flaring, I honestly, um, I would question how much they really need to wash their skin because we're going to talk about the lipid barrier. And so the less often they're actually washing their skin, um, the better during that flare. But uh, my rule of thumb is kind of like no steaming, right? Like if you can see steam oh, yeah. from the water, um, then it's it's too hot if you have a dry skin condition because that is going to dry your skin out. And it's essential, as we've talked about before, after you wash your skin to follow the, the steps that follow. So the worst thing this, that you this can do. really cramps my wash my face while in the shower lifestyle. No, that's what I do. Okay. Um, but this, this, my shower is steaming. What's what's with your shower? Mm, no, Are I you don't, saying you have I, cold showers? I, I don't think a cold shower, but I don't no, think there's a only, hot shower. There's only two kinds of showers, warm I know. enough or freezing. Um, Matt would argue that the only way to take a shower is to have the water so hot that it burns the top layer off. And mm -hmm. I would disagree because <laughs> that does not work for me. <laughs> so, um, and I I don't shower every day. Um, so that's kind of a thing. So on the days that I don't shower, I just wash my face. In We've the sink. already discussed that uh, 2020 is not the year of personal hygiene, right? Like, right. And I, I, I wash my hair at best once a week. There, best. There's very polarizing opinions on the frequency of showers. And so we're not here to debate that. I, I can tell you we've talked before about, you know, what the benefits of not doing that are simply because we're biased and that's that's how we roll. Um, but regardless, um, one of the first things that I tell people is no hot water because that can be really aggravating and drying, especially if after you're washing your face, you're not following it up with um, the, the skin routine that we've talked about before. And we're going to get into the specific one that I recommend for people with dry skin conditions. But I also recommend a couple of other things. So changing your pillowcases often. So if you have inflammatory acne or any sort of rashes on your face, your skin is exfoliating onto your pillowcase. I don't know how else to explain it, right? Like you're putting your sebum and your facial oils and your skin as it sloughs off as you sleep and your body goes through cellular regeneration onto that pillowcase. And then you're putting your clean face back on it over and over again. And so I would say if you have a skin condition, change your pillowcase like no less often than once a week. You can just change your pillowcase without changing your whole sheets. Like we change our sheets every two weeks, but we change our pillowcase. I change my pillowcase more often. And halfway through that week, I flip it over, you know? So um, <laughs> I flip my pillow over like seven times a night. How do you <laughs> just flip it over oh, I'm a, a week? I'm a solid sleeper. Like I uh, lay down and I, I, I don't move. Once the pillow starts to get hot, it wakes me up. So I always have to flip it over to get to the cold side. No, it only wakes me up when Penny or Matt, like, nuzzles. I'm like, get off. I can't. I just <laughs> need to, like, be left alone. And I'm like a mummy. I just, <laughs> just don't move. Um, 
And then with that in mind, also laundry detergent. So what are you using on your pillowcase and clothes, especially if you have a skin condition on your body? Um, The soaps and detergents that you're using are rubbing up against your skin. And oftentimes um, we see, for example, eczema on the body being like gone because it's simply a sign of um, sensitivity to a detergent that might have, for example, fragrance in it. We've talked about how fragrance has a multitude of hidden chemicals. Um, So making sure that you're using a laundry detergent that is clean and fragrance free. Um, Do you have a favorite laundry detergent? I, you know, you were the one who introduced me to Branch Basics. What was that? Like a year and a half ago, I think. Um, Time Time is a, a strange thing, but yeah, I think it was like last, not last spring, but spring 2019. And um, I have continued to use Branch Basics as our only laundry detergent. Um, they're both their concentrate and their oxygen boost powder. And then I use that actually as our main household cleaner as well and as hand soap. Um, and it's, uh, I have to thank you for introducing me to them because it is super, super clean and actually works like that. That to me was like, wait, and I love the convenience of the fact that like that concentrate, you run out of things at different times, but you're able to like make it yourself. Like it's, I just love the, the system of it. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you like that. We've tried a bunch of different detergents and I don't know that I would say like one stands out as like, this is the best clean detergent. Um, I know when we were cloth diapering, we liked, there was like a powder, I can't even remember what it was that was the only one that didn't cause buildup in diapers. Um, but I don't like the way that clothes feel with powdered detergents. That's just, mm. I'm, you know, that unctuous feeling that I talk about all the time <laughs> as a, but as that a on clothes. super sensitive um, person. Like I don't, it impacts the way clothes feel on me. So anyway, um, the other thing, and this will not surprise you, Sarah, is I recommend taking a probiotic, specifically Mm -hmm. the Just Thrive probiotic. And the show is not sponsored by anybody, um, but we both use and love Just Thrive and um, have talked many times before. I'll put a link in the show notes to why that's the particular brand that we recommend. But regardless, you need more probiotics to help heal your gut from the inside out. So, you know, we're going to talk topical next. But I just want to emphasize that you can't only do kind of one or the other. These things really go hand in hand, both from being mindful of what's happening that you put on and in your body are going to show on your skin, which is your largest organ. Are you ready? Ready to jump in? (laughs) Okay. I'm like, check, check, check. Got all this. Okay. I'm I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm waiting for the thing that's like, uh uh-oh. Okay. Well, we've talked we've talked before about toner. I think that was your uh oh. So you're not gonna be <laughs> you're not gonna be shocked about that. Um, so I also know you're not gonna be surprised when I say that we need to get more sleep when we're troubleshooting a skin condition or a flare of some kind, especially if it's autoimmune related, as many of these are. Um, sleeping is when your body is doing that cellular regeneration. So all of the things that you're doing to help heal your body don't do you any good if you're not getting a proper amount of sleep for your body to do that work while you sleep. So, um, <laughs> and I could like check. see Sarah on the other side, like, yep, check. I agree. Okay. Yep. Taking my probiotic. <laughs> I got it. I'm good. All right. You know what? I, I feel, uh, I feel like 
this is um, sometimes I think that when we're talking about the the reasons why it's important to make these sort of healthy diet and lifestyle choices, non-toxic living, um, you know, different different pathways will resonate with different people. And I feel like we're taking, this is the, the, the dry skin, you know, winter skin challenges sort of pathway. Um, and I, I love, like, it's one of the things that makes me feel really confident in all of these recommendations is that they're the same, no matter which pathway you're taking, right? If you're looking at inflammatory skin conditions, well, yeah, like, gut health and sleep and nutrient density and, you know, all of those things are, are still important. So I, I, I think it's great that we just come at it from a different side and the conclusions are still the same. A hundred percent. And I mean, it's how I became, I don't know, I was never a skincare expert. Like I didn't go to school to be an esthetician. Right. But years and years and years of research have led me to realize like, oh, you really are focusing on health inside and out if you want to optimize your skin, um, yep. among many other things. So in that actual washing, toning, treating, and hydrating or protecting your skin, so four steps, we've talked about this before. Um, and again, we we'll put the link in the show notes for that. Um, I want to talk about the wash in particular. So a wash for a dry skin condition needs to be gentle. Um, and you could use something like an activated charcoal cleansing bar, or I would actually recommend something oil-based like a cleansing balm or a cleansing oil. Um, I personally, because I am prone to rosacea genetically, um, acne because I'm um, got autoimmune diseases and it's the first thing that inflames for me. And then I also have dermatitis on my body if I come into contact with things that my skin is sensitive to. Um, I personally do what's called a double wash. And so I use my my exfoliating wash first. I'm going to explain what that is and why. Um, and then I Actually, no, I use the cleansing oil first to hydrate my skin, and then I use the um, exfoliating wash. So I personally can't use only a lipid cleanser because I'm prone to acne and it'll clog my pores. So I do a double wash with an exfoliator as well. So a double wash is... (laughs) Um, it's not, it's not like, uh, rinse and repeat. It's two different things. You're washing with two. It's like shampoo and condition for your face. Um, okay. But not like shampoo, shampoo. It's like conditioner, shampoo. A hundred percent. You're exactly right. It's like conditioner, shampoo. So, cause I use the cleansing oil first to kind of like really hydrate my skin. It's the, it's the way to best prepare my skin, I find. Um, And then I use an exfoliating wash. Um, So I use the clear pore cleanser specifically because it has um, exfoliating jojoba beads in it, um, which listen to the bloopers if you want to hear about that one. (laughs) No, definitely Um, not go as far as the bloopers today. But jojoba is is an, uh, an oil, a fat that is most like our skin's natural sebum. And so a 
you know, some exfoliators on your skin when you have a dry skin condition could be really harsh and abrasive and irritate them even more. I find that this particular product with people that I've worked with and with myself is really gentle in the way that it exfoliates because the beads are are gentle themselves. But then because it's mimicking your skin's natural sebum production, it's not irritating or disruptive, so to speak. So um, that exfoliation, what that's doing is helping slough off the dry, dead skin that is causing the irritation. Really the goal with everything that we're going to talk about is a focus on exfoliation because you can't allow that new fresh skin that your body is trying to regenerate on a regular basis um, to come out if you're not helping it slough off that dead skin. And so um, I'm going to emphasize kind of over and over again how important exfoliation is. Um, And if it was on your body, I would suggest using something like a sugar scrub. I have a recipe on um, our blog for a blue tansy sugar scrub that I specifically kind of you know, created, so to speak, (laughs) the uh, recipe for a sugar scrub um, for the anti-inflammatory benefits that are combined with um, the sugar, which is like a, you know, sloughing off, that's the exfoliant, but it's also probiotic rich honey, um, avocado oil, which is um, nutrient rich skin food, um, and helping your lipid barrier, and then um, the blue tansy, which is anti-inflammatory. So I find that that is the best exfoliant for your body. Like Sarah, I could see that helping your lichen planus. Um, mm-hmm. Although it can be painful if you have like an, you know, an open rash and in dry skin conditions. So just be, be gentle, be kind with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a uh, fun fact. So lichen planus, everyone who has lichen planus thinks they're the only one because it's just not an autoimmune condition that people talk about, but it's more common than most of us realize, especially early on. And it is definitely one of the skin conditions that is extremely painful and it tends to um, itch. And then if you scratch it, it's like incredibly sore. So it is, uh, it's not a, I would argue that no skin conditions are fun. Um, But yeah, lichen planus is definitely, definitely one of those ones that uh, triggers a a higher level pain response, especially in response to um, like a you know, sponge or something like that, like even that level of exfoliation. Um, but it's also one of those ones where, um, kind of like psoriasis, where you can get the sort of like layers of dead skin cells sort of pile up. It's very similar to that one. So, um, yeah, I mean, fair warning, I've been warned, but I've, I've always left sugar scrubs when I've used them. I just, I don't think I ever thought to use them more, like therapeutically. I know it was, it's kind of been a revelation for me over the last year because I have been really trying to transition to natural deodorant and my underarm skin is just very sensitive. And I struggled for years and could not find, I couldn't make it work for me, if that makes sense. And well, the, the, the baking soda ones, I can't use one with baking soda in it. They're so irritating. And so what I learned is that part of it is me needing to prep my skin. And this routine that I'm talking about for troubleshooting sensitive skin, essentially, is what I'm doing under my arms. So I am using a charcoal 
bar to wash and then I'm using the sugar scrub after I shave because what that's doing is helping to remove that dead skin that builds up in the pores that clogs and causes irritation which is part of what's happening in a lot of these dry skin conditions. So that scrub is really especially for KP or different kinds of conditions like that um uh, milia where you're kind of helping to break up that um dry dead skin that's clogging the pores or that's um, kind of uh, exacerbating rashes and different kinds of things like that. So yeah, it can be therapeutic is a very oh. good word. Mira, my uh, will be 11 tomorrow year old, um, is uh, has had KP since she was quite, quite young. Um, that does tend to flare every winter. So I am mostly right here taking notes for her. Um, so that's going to be, and it's so crazy. I have a sugar scrub, like just sitting in a jar in my bathroom that give it a shot. Let me totally know how it goes. Use. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I am taking notes for both myself and yeah. for my children. See, I love your learning. Um, <laughs> okay. So the next thing was the big topic last time we talked about skincare, which is toner. Um, yeah, if you... I love toner, <laughs> I use toner every day. Toner's my favorite part of my skincare routine. Stop. <laughs> It really is mine. Okay. And this is I the know. reason why. And now that I know that what I was using was toner. Now I'm like, cause I seriously sometimes have days where I like, I'm like just toner. And I learned that from you. And, um, thank you. I'm dying. I'm really, I'm dying, dying. Okay. So there's kind of and you two. you like meditating, right? You yes. meditate every night? Oh, stop. Yes. Okay. Fine. You're using toner and I'm meditating. Um, so toner is um, kind of two different approaches. One is for very dry skin conditions, especially aging skin on your face, for example. We mentioned in the, um, I don't know, I've don't know the menopause show. What show were we talking about? Whatever it was. We were talking I don't about, remember. Yeah. If you, we'll, tr we'll find the link. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> we're all over the place today. That's what happens when you put me in charge. Um, but a nutrient-rich um, solution like an essence, um, I specifically use the um, countertime hydrating mineral essence myself. Um, but if you have an essence that um, is very full of nutrients, so to speak, like this one is uh, seawater based, uh, mineral rich, then it is giving your skin food, right? It's helping to kind of rebalance from that wash and prepare your skin to absorb kind of the next most important steps, which are treatment and hydration. So if you jump right from a wash to a treatment, your skin isn't really primed. But for skin that's really irritated, or for example, like I was talking about under my arms, um, using something like Primally Pure's Everything Spray, which is kind of like a pH reset. Um, after you've washed, you've changed the pH balance of your skin. This has been amazing for me in terms of helping to prevent the irritation and rashes. So, you know, again, if you have like a body skin condition at this point, you've washed, you've exfoliated with the body scrub, and then you're just going to spray it with a toner. I know it sounds like I'm asking you to do a lot, but the wash and the scrub are sitting in your shower and you're just adding that to your routine. And then now when you get out, you can just like spray it. <laughs> it's not, yeah. I promise it's not as hard as it seems. Um, do you have, what, what are you using for your toner that you love, Sarah? I forget. The, the toner that I love is, um, Morocco Methods has a, um, mineral, 
what do they call it? Like ocean mist or something. Um, and it is, uh, again, it's like sea salt based, um, and mineral rich and it has some, uh, essential oils in it as well. So it has like frankincense and, you know, some of these really hydrating, uh, super fancy, um, uh, essential oils and it smells nice. And my, it's, it's the first toner that I've ever tried that I could actually really see a difference. Um, and like so much so that, um, I learned from Stacy to never skip washing my face in the evenings. But now that I've worn makeup all of like six times in 2020, um, if I'm not going to put on makeup in the mornings, I, I tend to be lazier and I'll often just like heading out the door, washing the dog, just missed my face with the toner. And that's like the one thing that I do. And, um, and yeah, so that I've been using that one for, uh, since, since they created it, which I, I feel like has got to be maybe like two years. I'm really bad at keeping track of time and 2020 has just made that even worse. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to argue that I want you to do a second step before you step out the door in the winter time. We'll get to that in a second, but okay. I love that you're spraying with toner and, um, yes, I, I have switched to an essence as well. Um, and so I'm, I'm a big fan. The one that I use has Swiss Alpine Rose in it. And I've become kind of obsessed with like the power of roses and how something can be so beautiful and strong, like growing in the absolute cold of the Swiss Alps. Um, and I'm like, did you yes, know, I want did to you be know that. that um, <laughs> apples and pears and stone fruits are in the rose family. Well, no, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love that. That just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having like a current rose obsession and now I'm. Persimmons also in the rose family. Quinces. Fascinating. I learned, mm-hmm. okay, you've taught me something. So moving on. The next step is kind of what I would call your optional step. So I say there's four steps, wash, tone, treat, and hydration. If you're going to skip one, treat is the one to skip. But treat means treatment for skin concern that you have. <laughs> like this is what <laughs> you're using to target the problem you have. So if you're skipping this, just know that you're kind of like skipping solving your problem and you're just at a base level of not further irritating your skin. Um, And everyone that I talk to wants to optimize their skin. So that's why we have a treatment step. Um, And a treatment step is really specific to individual needs. I couldn't possibly run through like all of the options for the different kinds of skins. But I will say that because exfoliation is so important for these dry skin conditions, something like the overnight resurfacing peel that uses botanical acids to both soothe and naturally exfoliate your skin at the same time overnight is incredibly powerful for um, almost all skin conditions. And I found even with people who have something like a rosacea flare can use this a couple nights a week, I would just encourage you to do a test patch before you would fully jump into something like this because as Sarah found out the first time she used the peel, um, (laughs) it was super powerful. (laughs) I texted, I was like, is this right? Is this right? This can't be right. Yeah. But then you test patched and you were like, oh, it, it is okay. I can just feel my skin tingling because it is literally taking oh, the skin literally, off. <laughs> literally, my skin was like uh, eraser bits within about 20 minutes the first time. Um, it was it was an intense, intense experience. It 
never to be repeated like that. So I just um, now recognize that my skin extra needed it the first time. It's very effective. Yeah. And I don't get that um, in the wintertime when I wake up, I might have like a little bit of, you know, how if you've been out in the sun too long and it gets like a little peely sometimes, like not, mm-hmm. your skin is not It's not peeling. quite a burn, but it's yeah. just dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what this botanical peel does right as it's helping slough off that skin so that like I said your cellular regeneration as you sleep is bringing in that new healthy skin underneath and hopefully you get to a place where um you know you use it more you don't have that like Sarah said it's not it's not doing it if that's doing it to you all the time as you use it like contact me let's have a conversation (laughs) figure out what's going on um Okay, so another treatment that is really, really helpful is facial oil. And Mm -hmm. you notice that I'm not putting this in the hydration, moisture, protect category. Because if we're a dry skin condition, this is really a treatment for you. And I'm excited for Sarah to talk about the science of this. But um, facial oil... So what you've done is prepped your skin, right? You've you've washed, you've exfoliated, you've toned, and now you're coming in and you're giving your skin what it really is desperately in search of, which is lipids. It's it's like give me something to drink. I am primed. I'm at the bar. I've had a bad day. Give it to me. I'm ready for the shots. Um, and so, <laughs> sorry, the visual that I have with that is just oh, you you see your like little skin cells ready to be drunk. <laughs> yeah, no, but I also see my my skin cells as like, you know, corporate America exhausted after like dealing with Brad from accounting all day. Um, <laughs> just like just needing a drink before I can shed all of that. Like my visual is very specific right now. And um, excellent. I love a good metaphor. Yeah. OK, <laughs> So I personally have found that the balancing facial oil from Beauty Counter is really, really beneficial for people who have sensitive skin conditions. There's something about what is in that particular facial oil that's helpful. And I personally also really love Herbivore's Blue Lapis facial oil, which uses that anti-inflammatory blue tansy that I mentioned in the body scrub. So those you can use a myriad of facial oils. There's like a bajillion out there, but I would recommend that if you're not going to use one of the ones that we use and love and recommend that you're definitely looking into the ingredients and sourcing because Sarah and I have both used a brand before of a um, facial like balm um, that was using um, hydrogenated was it canola oil? Whatever it was. It was it was rancid yeah. oil that we were putting on our face. It wasn't like good skin food, right? And you want to make sure that the oils that you're putting on are specifically formulated, tested um, to be really nourishing for your skin. Because remember, your skin is, is ready to get drunk now. And you don't want to give it, you know, the gross alcohol, whatever that but is to you. The hydrating serum that I've been using for a few years that um, I particularly love, and it is like an oil-based one, is Alatura Naturals Gold Serum. So just throwing that into the the mix of like personal recommendations to add, um, that is, uh, it's again, it's sort of one of those ones that my skin just like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, wait, we're going back to Brad from accounting, having been annoying all day and, uh, and just needing a drink. That's, that's the one that my skin goes, yeah. 
It's right. my martini. So speaking of your, your skin being ready for a drink, so you've treated it now. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that you need to do is continue to give it more hydration. So um, you can call this the moisturizing step. You can call it the hydrating step. Um, I like to think of it as the protection step. And Sarah, this is the thing that I would really encourage you to do when you're just going out, like to take the dog on a walk, especially, um, is to protect your skin. So in the summertime, I would say the most important thing is SPF, right? Like you you mm-hmm. have to protect your skin with SPF in the summer. In the wintertime, you need to protect your skin against the elements outside that are causing the dry skin issues. So the cold air, the dry air. And what you need is something like a balm um, or or something that is um, thicker that will protect your skin. So like my son who, and on the body, this is more easily done. We'll talk about that in a second. But on his face, he gets um, face eczema, or I'm thinking of kids who get like that ring around their mouth from oh, yeah, um, the, from chapped lips that goes chap- all yep. the way. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, when we think about something like that, you, you know that what's happening is they're licking it, they're adding moisture, and then they're not toning or treating or moisturizing. And then it's drying it out and making it worse mm. and worse, right? And the thing that you put on that is a balm. You think about you know, whether it's a chapstick or, um, you know, a lip conditioner kind of product, all of those balms are kind of an, an oil, a fat based, well, hopefully they are, you know, like a, you can think of like a beeswax or something like that, that's kind of protecting it. But there's also, if it's a quality one, fat in there. So for me, what I have seen work for both of those conditions is the cleansing balm, And there's a lot of different balms that you can put on. And what um, I encourage you to do is just kind of like rub that between your hands and then press it into your face. Don't rub. Don't try to apply it like a lotion. It's not a lotion. It's, you know, you just, if you rub it between your hands, it's on your hands, make sure they're clean and then just kind of press it into your face. Or like for Finn, when he has an eczema, we just, you know, put, use our, finger to apply it to the dry spot. And usually within like two days, it'll clear up if he applies that a couple of times a day. So um, if it's on your body, I really love Primally Pure's tallow-based body butters um, or their Blue Tansy body oil. Um, Those are both really incredible for um, that lipid barrier Sarah is going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hesitate to mention because it it actually might be sold out by the time the show comes live, but I'm obsessed with a limited edition set that Beauty Counter came out with called the Ultimate Bath Renewal Set, which has a body oil, a body scrub, and then a um, dry brush. That's what it's called. Um, And that's a really, really great set for someone with a skin condition because what that's allowing you to do is, you know, increase your circulation with dry brushing, wash it with a scrub and then put the oil on and it's just it's a great set all together so do you I know you have another tallow based um Um, so yeah so I really like buffalo gals um tallow based products and so I always have a few of those around um I also Anne-Marie Skincare makes a um it's like an aloe and coconut oil based body moisturizer but they also have a body balm um, that is like a richer, thicker moisturizer. Um, it has a little bit of beeswax in it, I think. So it is a better seal. And that is like, when I start, I tend to get like dry elbows and knees and feet. And that is what I reach for because it is, um, 
it's so moisturizing, but it also, I feel like I can apply it twice a day and that's great. Like it, it really like seals in the moisture, I think better than a lot of other products that I've tried. I just want to also address, because you mentioned coconut oil, like I used to think that coconut oil could be all these things that like, I could just take off my makeup with coconut oil as a wash, and then I could just put it on my skin as a um, protective layer and everything would be great. The problem with coconut oil alone is that it doesn't actually have any like skin food nutrients. And for a lot of people, it's occlusive and clogs your skin and creates a lot of the like clogged poor problems that we're talking about with skin issues. I know for me, it caused an Mm -hmm. increase in acne. So just making sure that, um, I mean, for the body, for it to include coconut oil, that can feel really great. Like you're experiencing. Also all, all of Amory's skincare lines are the first ingredient is aloe. So what they do is they take aloe gel and they infuse their own, um, herbs and essential oils into the aloe and that forms the base of like all of their products and then they'll have other ingredients added and they tend to use a lot of um sort of uh herbal extracts essential oils um it's all like it's super very natural but the base of everything is an infused aloe gel um and that for me like again sort of i'm on the same boat of like coconut coconut oil had its had its chance (laughs) it failed (laughs) and it has been fired from my bathroom counter um but with Amory when they do use coconut oil it's very balanced with a lot of other ingredients to make something it's always aloe based with a little bit of something else added to make it more sophisticated so I think one of the reasons that a lot of brands use coconut oil a lot is because it is an oil, it is a lipid and um, can serve like a balm, but you're not getting like the long-term active ingredients of all the different things that we're talking about that go into really nourishing your skin food. Um, Like nutrients are skin food um, topically, just the same way that, you know, you need nutrients internally. So maybe you could break down why like oils, lipids, balms are so important for our skin barrier protection. Yeah. So, um, what I sort of, this was a really interesting thing for me to research because I had a fairly good sense of the structure of the skin. The deeper layers of the skin is where the new cells are, um, dividing, right. New cells are, are coming into life. And then, um, they, as the cells age, they move farther and farther out towards the surface of the skin. Um, so that the, the, the very top of the skin is the oldest cells. But what's really interesting is that the structure also changes as you go from like really deep into your, in your skin where you have new cells generating new collagen being produced to um, what is called the stratum corneum um, or sometimes called the moisture barrier of the skin where the structure is completely different. So it's actually made up of it's, Basically, it's it's in the scientific literature called a brick and mortar structure, and it's because it has these very types of very specialized um, skin or uh, specialized cells within the skin um, called corneocytes that are like the bricks, um, and they produce the mortar, which is made up of fats. So it's actually 
you know, when we think about the deeper layers of the skin where fats are really important is they actually make up the cell membranes. But in the outer layer of the skin, which is the, the actual part of the skin that's functionally keeping things out of your body, um, that layering of these specialized cells, um, sort of like dead cells, then these special brick cells called corneocytes, and then this glue, this mortar holding them all together as they kind of overlap. And the glue is made up of a variety of different lipids, which are fat-based molecules. And they literally are forming the, the, the glue that's holding this outer layer of um, cells together to protect the inner layers where those cells are more sensitive um, from being exposed to anything, right? Like dirt, but also toxins or just water. Um, and so what's really fascinating about this, this structure, it's only about 20 layers of cells thick um, in, in most areas of your body. There's certain areas where your skin's a little bit thinner, like your eyelids, it's going to be even thinner than that. Um, on uh, anything that's kind of calloused, like the bottom of your feet or the palms of your hands, um, it's going to be even thicker. And, um, and what's just really, like, what's really interesting is when you think about it as um, this sort of mix of these uh, super, like, rigid corneocytes, they're, they're full of keratin protein, um, they're like a really unique, right? The idea of thinking of them like a brick is a, is a really... Um, it's a really good analogy because they're quite rectangular in shape. They literally overlap in the same ways you would lay down a brick to form a brick wall. Um, and they have this, this glue between them. You can really understand why for that particular tissue, applying lipids from the outside is actually more effective um, than what you consume. So for the deeper layers of the skin, the thing that makes the deeper layers of the skin healthy is your hormone environment, your nutrient environment, right? It's like making sure that you've got the nutrients to make all that collagen, um, making sure you've got the nutrients that are regulating skin health, like vitamins A and D. Um, exercise regulates hormones that are really important for how that those deeper layers of skin are structured. But when it comes up to that top, top layer, the, the moisture barrier, suddenly we're, we're so far removed from the vasculature, right, from nutrients being, being able to... Um, being able to diffuse into that tissue that that particular layer of skin is more effectively nourished from the outside. And it's not the layer of skin where collagen is super important. It's the layer of skin where lipids are super important, which is why um, these sort of fat-based moisturizers are so much more effective at keeping that layer of skin healthy. I love that um, you kind of discovered that healthy skin of how this would shed, right? Like you heard me talking about needing to exfoliate. That's because um, if something was a healthy layer, it would be shedding that top of our skin every day. Like we talk, we talk about how, um, you know, you your taste buds change because that skin sheds, like all the skin, your hair, everything kind of sheds and regrows itself from 
a cellular perspective, you know, some point. And what I found is that people who have um, the internal issues that you were talking about with the collagen and that kind of stuff, or um, if they're in a flare, like that that healthy skin on the top is not shedding itself. It's getting stuck. It's clogging. It's causing um, irritation. And that's why that exfoliation of removing that um, layer that could and should be shedding and then really hydrating, protecting it with this lipid is essential because that is what is um, the mortar, so to speak, right, of what yeah. of what you pulled is, is what is kind of protecting those lower layers of the skin, which really are what um, controls what you see manifest um, on the outside. Because if that mortar isn't protecting it, you're letting in not just toxins, but specifically like bacteria, um, or other things that can cause irritation. So that's one of the reasons why I said taking a probiotic is so essential. We see this um, most prominently in acne. Like I see immediate results for people who um, start doing kind of this four-step process with exfoliation and then take a probiotic. Like it's incredible Mm -hmm. some of the before and after photos that people have sent me because the skin just needs a little help in doing what it would do naturally with hormone regulation. So that's why, for example, that teen acne show that we talked about, this all plays into that as well, right? Because you're talking about hormone disruption from teenagers and blah, blah, blah. So like you said, we're coming at it from different angles or different, you know, thought process, but it's really all the same. It's just specifically for dry skin conditions. We know that 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 mortar, that the lipid barrier is not doing its job because you wouldn't have dryness if that moisture barrier was protected, if that makes sense. So like if your skin is dry to the touch, you can you can know that there's disruption between that brick and mortar and that by feeding it lipids, you're helping kind of short back up again, right? It also explains why like soaps can be so drying and harsh because if you apply something that is going to dissolve fats into water directly onto your moisture barrier, you're taking some of that mortar away. And a little bit, of course, is going to be helpful for exfoliation. But when we're like overly relying on really harsh cleansers, this is entirely separate from the whole washing hands to reduce infection like that's a whole like let's make sure that we're not we talking about yeah we're not talking about hands we're talking about washing hands uh still really important um moisturizing to help protect those um that moisture barrier of the skin even more important because we're washing our hands so much because um pandemics but um but it really helps to sort of explain why um those you know especially for like acne prone skin a lot of the mainstream cleansers that are marketed for those kids are so harsh and it basically completely drying out their skin because it's ripping away these really important gluey fat molecules in the skin. Yeah. And it's also when I hear from people who have um, what could be described as combination skin, this is the number one thing that's kind of surprising for people to hear is I'm like, I know that you think you have oily skin, but if you have dry skin on your cheeks or maybe your forehead and you have oily skin in your like nose or chin area or even your full T-zone in your forehead to chin, um, what producing, it's like trying to protect itself by overproducing oil in the areas where it'll accumulate. But if you have dry patches or flaking on your skin, what you really have is 
dry skin. And so people will go to something like um, uh, made for people with oily skin, which will dry out the skin, but their skin is actually dry already. So Mm -hmm. it's almost always the case that lipids are going to be beneficial. And that's where something like, um, you know, the blue tansy base that I was talking about, or that balancing oil, I don't know that Anne-Marie product in, in order to say, but I, you know, anything like that is going to be, I could see how aloe would be helpful for someone with acne as well, right? Anything with, um, that lipid is going to be beneficial for almost anybody, even if you think you have oily skin, because that is your body's way of trying to, um, balance itself. It's overproducing because it wants you to have more lipids, which probably means that if you treat your skin like it's dry skin, it will stop overproducing the lipids. So um, yeah, I I appreciate you pulling that science together because um, it's easier for me to explain when you (laughs) break down the actual, (laughs) for me just to be like, just listen, just put some fats on your skin. It'll be fine. Um, But no, I appreciate that. And it, you know, it will also um, create that waterproof, um, barrier, which is why I was saying that when you go out, Sarah, um, that it's important to put on some sort of protective step, um, to protect against like the elements that you talked about, the pollution that you talked about, um, and, you know, cold, dry weather will really quickly affect skin. I mean, we don't have a ton of that in the winter in Atlanta, but, um, (laughs) that's true. <laughs> but we do, we do. I mean, especially like this will be my first winter uh, with the dog here, going out mm. for you know regularly, yeah, an hour, hour and a half hike every single morning and first thing in the morning. So um, yeah. I, it's good to think of for me because um, I could anticipate having skin problems that I haven't had before, just because the exposure to my skin will be different this year than it's ever been before, um, just from this new this new thing that i have in my life yeah called a dog and i mean listen people in colorado know what i'm talking about you know people mm. in colorado are the first ones to be like oh my gosh my skin is so thirsty that's where the bar analogy came from so um okay the last thing i want to mention i mentioned earlier at the top of the show is vitamin d um and so yeah. we've talked a lot about vitamin d before in the show we'll put a link in the show notes for you but lack of sunlight is one of the direct causes of some of these conditions or flares um you know it's a multitude of things that happen including as sarah said holiday indulgences additional stress like you know it could be a lot of things that are affecting you but um if your vitamin D levels are dropping in the wintertime, that is certainly not helping your skin health. So definitely make sure you're looking into that as well. I did it. I did a show. Yay. <laughs> it was the greatest birthday present. I hope that, um, well, I know you learned something, if nothing else, how to pro- pronounce jojoba oil. Um, but I'm excited <laughs> to hear What? That's save it for the bloopers. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but if nothing else, I'm excited to hear how that sugar scrub goes on the mm-hmm. KP. I think like just honestly little simple changes like that. I know you just heard all of this and you're feeling like super overwhelmed. But just remember it's you're washing in the shower anyway, I hope. Um, <laughs> that's the whole point, right? So you're already washing. Um, it's just adding a scrub after that and then spraying a toner. And you don't need to do that on your body skin if you're not having like a flare or a dry skin condition, right? Like 
if this is specific to help heal a problem. And so like when I am not having dermatitis, I'm not doing so much of the sugar scrub and the um, toner spray because my skin is clearly doing what it needs to do to slough off its own layers and blah, blah, blah. So this is all pretty flexible, but I'm giving you like the steps on here's where to start if you're having problems. And then you can kind of like diet, um, play with, you know, figuring out what works for you in terms of um, what your skin needs. So, all right, Sarah, thanks so much for letting me lead the show. I do want to remind people if you want to check out any of the products that we've mentioned, we've put links in the show notes. And when you shop our links, it supports our work here for us to have for example, this, you know, unsponsored show and give it to you real. So we appreciate you supporting us. And Sarah, go have an awesome 36th birthday again. I, I, 36 is my favorite. Um, as, as we were saying at the top of the show, my grandmother was 36 for 20 years. Um, and I just inherited those amazing genes. So, um, lucky me, lucky me to have the same genes where I will get to be 36 for 20 years. Uh, this is my plan. This is my plan. Uh, thank you. We're, I'm, I'm taking the rest of the day off. I'm going to bake. I'm excited. I like now I want to bake because you were talking about what you're going to make. And I'm like, yeah. I want to be there. I want to have that. All right, listeners, we'll be back again next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Do you love the whole view podcast? We'd love for you to leave us a review wherever you listen and share a podcast with your friends and family. And did you know that you can now get exclusive behind the scenes content on Patreon for less than the price of an almond milk matcha a month? Your Patreon membership supports us and gets you access to a monthly bonus episode. But not for kids' ears because our bonus content is explicit. You can find us as The Whole View on Patreon for our real unfiltered thoughts on this week's episode. I don't know enough about other brands to know like what has jojoba oil in it or what has whatever in it. So I don't know if you have other things that you want to mention that sound like they fit, you know, by all means Wait, mention them. That's pronounced jojoba. What did you think it was? I thought it was a J. Isn't it jojoba? No, <laughs> we need to it's save that. Jojoba? We need to save that for the show. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. I need a pronunciation. I got it. I'm, I'm just this. I this. I did not know. We're saying this as a Spanish derived word. Uh, pronounce. Oh, man. Am I right? Okay, say it. Ha how? Wait, say it again. Jojoba. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> oh, okay, well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.